You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. All right, then. So this is, dear listener, you don't know this, but this is our third take. <laughs> and because we started and I didn't hear the little, um, when, when we record these on Zoom and I hit record, I normally hear a little Zoom voice saying, you are now recording but I didn't hear that. So it, I, I got flummoxed. It threw me off. But now I realize why that, why that happened. Because Jennifer, my partner, is not on the podcast today. Aww. I know, I know. Calm down. Um, I know you're going to miss her. But Jennifer, uh, well, before we get into that, um, but we do have a replacement for her. So I have a co-host who's been who has co-hosted. You've co-hosted a couple of times now, right? Yeah, I think twice. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Eliane Marie Rodriguez. Oh, um, give my whole name. Put you on blast. <laughs> and Eliane has, um, she's part of our podcast network, and she has her own podcast. She has, she used to have two podcasts, but you have one now. Yeah, one's on hiatus, but okay. yes. Okay, and, um, and so, but let me tell you why Jennifer's not here with me this week. <laughs> because Jennifer has a new puppy and for dog people you already have calculated everything that that means you already know but for not dog people let me tell you so the puppy <laughs> is maybe weeks old or something like that yeah maybe a month you know a month and a half or something and uh she's a girl and um she is being trained and when she is She's being crate trained right now and just trained to coexist with Jennifer, um, <laughs> which is hell. I mean, I know that that's hell, but the puppy doesn't know that. But the puppy, uh, she is barking nonstop. Yeah. The puppy won't shut the fuck up. This so Jen cannot yeah. record tonight. Yeah. I have a voice memo <laughs> from Jen because uh, we were we were voice memoing today and she said, let me just let me send you this. And it's just all you hear is the puppy in the background just yapping. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about it because a puppy, through evolution, the puppy doesn't know anything. Yeah. The puppy doesn't know that Jen has a podcast to record. No. The puppy, all the puppy knows is that it needs to eat and drink. Yeah. Right. And it needs to quickly learn how to survive. Yeah. Right. And then normally they have, you know, a parent or something like that with them or some siblings or something, but this puppy, you know, for a lot of reasons is on her own. And so she's in a new home. Everything is new. And so the puppy, if, if, if the puppy is not in Jennifer's lap <laughs> and that puppy is screaming and crying. Aw, listen, have it, it is sad because they're so needy. They're, they're little babies. They're little they are babies. little babies. So you think about it, a human baby, you can't leave them alone for too long unless no. they're asleep because they will cry. They will shit on themselves. They will need attention, need food. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for a puppy. Non-stop. Yeah, non-stop. Poor Jen. All they know is 
their job is to stay alive, right? And their job is to notify that um, they need something. Yes. Right. Water, attention, some training, like a baby. Yeah. Like babies they, cry. Because they can't talk. Right. They'll bark. That's how or, they communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so my advice as a non-dog person. Oh, I'll say, here we go. Let me here give my go. advice. Because I've thought about, you know, like with kids, that you have to, or babies, infants, you have to make their world small, right? Because they don't know nothing. So I was like, okay, you have the crate. That becomes their safe space. Right. Right. And then you may want to have line of sight where the puppy can see you. Your distance is close and you gradually make it a little more distant, but you only expose her to a couple of your rooms at a time, at a time. And then you're outside. That's all they know. And then as they start aging, you can expose them to more, but initially it needs to be very small. But now the problem is, (laughs) and that's good advice. You think, cause you, yeah, the problem is Jennifer knows this because she's been having dogs her entire life. Yeah. She's a pro. Yeah. So I was mansplaining to her because I knew (laughs) she already knew, but also knew that in some way, even though I was being helpful, I would annoy her. So I, I took pleasure in that. How lovely of you. Poor Jen. Jen, my heart goes out. <laughs> and so and so I also um think that, or as I was saying, so you know, make a small, blah, blah, blah. And then Jennifer also works from home. Oh, okay. And so she does a lot of uh her employee relations stuff at home, some customer stuff at home, all her meetings on Zoom, and that oh puppy's in the boy. background barking the entire oh, time. Okay, so that's simultaneously easier and more difficult. Right. Because she doesn't have to leave and leave the baby in the care of someone else. Yeah. However, she's on a Zoom call and all you hear in yes. the background. Ay, ay, ay. She's that person who is constantly guarding her mute button, (laughs) right? And then, uh, because I know, because I used to work with you and I know her working habits, she always got something to say. Like she's always going to interject something. So then she has to unmute, talk, but then the dog is barking or (laughs) the puppy is yipping. So she said that, you know, her, I think she's only had it maybe a week, if that, and that she's exhausted. Right. I, I don't even think it's been a full week. It's, a full it's week. if it's the 29th today, she's had the dog for three to four days. <laughs> and I know this <laughs> listeners because um, Jennifer planned a little bachelorette for me and she made it very clear that it can't be after November 25th because uh, the dog is arriving November 26th. So it's been three days. That makes sense. And yeah. you know, that, that reminds me of something. Anytime Jennifer arranges any type of event, party, recognition, outing, the reason she is the arranger, the orchestrator, because she will arrange everything around her own life. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Yeah, everything, the time, date, activity, you know, location, how, like you said, how long, the food, the drinks, everything will be tailored to her specific needs. Now, I'm not saying she's a control freak <laughs> because that level is not high enough. You got to go up a couple of levels. Right. 
she she's at least considerate, but she's gonna consider herself first and foremost because you know what? If you don't take care of yourself first, who's gonna take care of you? She leaves in self care. Listen, um, I could learn a thing from her. You know what? That's I mean that's a great point. So you guys went. Where did you guys go? Where, where, what was the the bachelorette thing? <laughs> so we went axe throwing. Axe, like A-X-E. Yeah, we went to throw axes at a target. And I've never done it before. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think anybody in the group had ever done it before, if I'm That's not mistaken. And of course, Jennifer kicked our asses. She was good at it immediately. That's another one of the control things. That's another. Wait a minute. So, so you go there, yes. And then, like, how how does it work? You you how does it work? So, think darts, okay, but with an axe, okay, right? So there's a a wood piece at the end of this. I don't want to say it's it's not a runway. I don't know. It's there's a space. Uh Um, the target's at the end. It's a piece of wood with a uh, round bullseye target okay. thing painted on it, okay. just like darts. Mm-hmm. And um, there's different point values. And you, you're you literally throwing the ax to try to stick to the piece of wood okay. in a specific part of the target. Now, do they give you a demo when you first? They do. They do. So someone comes up and says, I'm ax guy, ax lady. <laughs> yes. Or, or if it were me, I would go, ask me how to throw this. Oh, <laughs> And we would have said, boom. Okay, and, then, and so then they toss the axe and you do, is it a one hand or two hand? It's up to you. Okay. So they show you both ways to do it. Okay. Um, I, okay, so correct me, axe throwing experts, if I happen to be wrong. Mm. But I think that the more experienced um, axe throwers Ooh. do it with one hand. Oh, okay. That's good. Then I was doing it with two. Okay. Overhead, overhead. Overhead. So you kind of like hold the axe behind your head okay. with two hands and then you throw. That's amazing. And you, you want it to kind of do one spin in the air and then hit okay. the target. So one full rotation. Yes. And then as it comes from that rotation, that's when it hits the target. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Um, I have to say I wasn't successful too many times. Okay. Uh, but it was fun. Okay. Is the axe heavy? It is kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy. Yeah. And then so is it like a like how many other groups are there throwing axe? Like are there multiple walls? Yeah, there was there was I I think there was maybe five, six other targets. And so we had two lanes. It's think okay. of it like bowling. You have a lane, right? Okay. So we had two lanes, uh, two targets. Mm-hmm. We had three ladies on one target, three ladies on another target, and we okay. were all playing against each other. Okay. The trick is you have to get to the score of twenty-one. Whoever ah, gets to okay. twenty-one first. That's the, so. How are the points divided on the target? So the outside uh, of the target is one point. And then it goes in two points, in again three points. Okay. The middle circle is four points, and the bullseye is six. Okay, so first to twenty-one wins. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. But it has to be exactly twenty-one. Like you can't go over. And so what happens is, if you get a score higher than twenty-one, then you have to throw again, and then that point amount gets deducted from your total, and you have to get back to twenty-one. 
That is some witchcraft. It is. It is. I was like, this is some bullshit. Um, but Jen kicked my ass the first game. Wait, wait, wait. Were you guys going one-on-one or was it? It was, it was, it was not teams. So there was three of us competing against each other in one lane. Oh, okay. I got it. Three of us competing against each other in the other lane. Okay. So the first game that we played, Jen won and she got to 21. And then the second game that we played, Katya won. What? Yeah, they beat my ass. Although I have to say, the second game I was doing much better. It was pretty close. They were okay. tied for a while. What was your top score then? Fourteen. That's not bad. Yeah. That's well. How many throws did it take you to get to fourteen? That second game, it didn't take me very long. Okay, that's no. not so bad. It wasn't. It wasn't so bad. I needed. I think I just needed more time to warm up because I'd never done it. So it just it felt. I felt at first like scared to throw it really hard because yeah. I didn't want to like take somebody's head off. Yeah. But Katya made a point. The axe wasn't that sharp. So it was very hard to get it to stick mm. into the wood. That's like a an excuse that a husband uses on Dateline. <laughs> I, I didn't kill her. My axe wasn't even that sharp. It wasn't even that sharp. It just <laughs> slipped. It slipped out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. like, they were, when they were standing behind me and I'm ready to throw, I'm like, Get, get out of the way, man, because if this slips out of my hand, I am not held responsible. And you know what? They make you sign a waiver before you sign. I was just about yeah, to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because here's why I was going to ask that. Is there beer? There was beer. Just so, beer. Okay, so not out, not it liquor. The liquor, wine. It was okay. just like beer, seltzer, sodas. And you sign a waiver that says if someone goes Bugs Bunny on your ass. Right. If, if you get clocked by an axe, it ain't my fault. That is so. <laughs> I mean, you got to have that in America. Yeah, you I mean, gotta have that. We're very litigious, right? Because I imagine, like, I don't know where axe throwing originates. I'm thinking like Scotland or something like I, that. Sure, in I the Scottish Highlands, they probably throw axes like when they're babies or something like that. They wouldn't have waivers. They, no. they, they don't have. They're like, no. look, look, you look your 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 grandfather Andrews yeah. from 500 years ago was throwing <laughs> axes and he didn't hurt anybody, so we're not doing any waivers. Yes. So. You guys it was really fun, though. And so, and so, do you rent the space for a amount of time? Yes, it was about it was an hour and fifteen minutes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. It was, it was fun. Yeah, yeah and then there, fun. you know, by the time we were like getting into the groove and getting into our game, the rest of the place kind of started getting a little packed. All the other okay. lanes were full. Um, they got got me a little sash that Very said nice. "Try to be," and then yeah. a couple came up to me like, "Oh my god, did you just get engaged?" Yeah. Town. Oh my god! And it was that whole thing. When are you getting married? Congratulations, the whole thing. Yeah, it was very <laughs> cute. And then we went out drinking afterwards. And listeners, I, I listen. It was not my fault. I didn't realize we were going out after. So I had told Myron, like, come pick me up at this time. Yeah, and he showed up there. to get me. And the girls were like, let's go across the street oh and get god. some drinks. So yeah. So <laughs> so look, you know. I'm sure I'm sure people understand that, you know, like this was a thing for women to do. They were all having fun. It was a women's night kind of deal, which, you know, is lovely. Yeah. And I was just at home watching college football. Oh, poor thing. Right. So, right. They call me and say, hey, or you call and say, hey, come pick me up. I want you to go. Then when I get there, I like in my sweats and a hoodie, you know, and I get there and she goes, hey, they all want to see you. And I go, I'm not coming in there. Like, I'm just in the car. And these are all my friends. I know all these people, but <laughs> I didn't want to see any of them. 
How and dare then, you? <laughs> and then they go, oh, we want you to come out to this bar we're going to. And I'm like, I had just eaten some turkey. Like, it was, I had some leftover turkey. And I thought, I don't want to go sit in the bar. But then they were all begging. And so my first instinct, and I think other introverts will understand this, because I was still in the car. I was just on the phone. My first instinct was, I'll just drive away. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid that you were going to do that. I'm not, uh, to be honest, I, I was like, you're going to leave me. I'm going to have to walk home. <laughs> hang out, drive away, turn my phone off. You know, but then I thought, well, you know, I guess I could just see my friends. Like, they know I'm here. Like, yeah. my friends know <laughs> Yeah, and it's not like you see them every day. My God. And then also when you're going to embarrass your fiance on her bachelorette. <laughs> you can't do that. You know what? It's so funny to have friends, you know, and I love these people. I love these friends. I, they've been my friends for years, decades. But you know what? If I'm not ready to see nobody, I'll just go about my business. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you got out of the car. And you came into the bar with us mm. and you sat there and watched me down a couple of margaritas. Yeah. And yeah, it was fun. Good. I, I, I'm was glad. Time. I'm glad you guys had a good time. So yeah. this this was your how many bachelor parties are you having? Two. Because this is like the third already. It How's that? Not two? the third. My You're subtracting like the Astro. You're subtracting events. No, I'm not subtracting events. My friends, when I first got engaged, yeah. just had me over one of their homes to say congratulations. That was not a bachelorette party. Okay. That was not a wedding uh, event. That was just a girls' night at my friend's house. Bombastic side-eye. <laughs> Criminal bombastic. Listen, I don't... It's not my fault that you don't understand okay. how social people were. I thought you had some event, like they rented a house and went somewhere. No, baby, that's coming up. That, that already happened. No, it didn't. What are you talking you about? You had a house with your girlfriends in New York somewhere. And you guys were all there and you had, you had I want to say prize or maybe gifts. No, baby. That I was, didn't get any gifts. No, that was, we there, were, you had a gift. There was a rented house. No. No, we didn't. You don't remember. Myron Clifton. You don't remember. There was no rented house. Okay. You were in. <laughs> losing no, mind. There was either a pool or a hot tub. No, you are, con you are literally confusing things in your own mind. So, listeners, what he's talking about is my friends from New York are planning a bachelorette party weekend for me, but that hasn't happened yet. No, but you, yes, I know that one, but there was another one that happened. You went away with your girlfriends. I literally did not. That was the last, that was literally over a year ago for Vanessa's bachelorette party. <laughs> that wasn't even for me. We weren't even engaged at the time. You know, you have a list. Okay, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I was like two out of three, right? It was a bachelorette party and you were there. So I just figured it was yours. My <laughs> this man has lost his mind. <laughs> you have lost your damn mind. Man. So what listen, so the reason I had a bachelorette event here in California is because your friends are so thoughtful and welcoming. I hate them. They, they how dare you? 
Will you want me to do something nice for me here because I'm new to town That's and nice. and you know I I'm just getting to meet everyone. It really, so that was really lovely and thoughtful of them, and I felt very welcomed. Yeah, and that was awesome. Yeah. Like I found a new group of girls to hang out with, and I love that. Yeah, they're they're a great group, and um, I've written about them. You know, I've used I've used parts of their person, many of their personalities, their their um their you know personality traits and there's things I would think that they would say in a given situation and I've used those as inspiration for characters in many of my books. I know that I've yeah. read all your books. Yeah, that was, yeah, I, mean, I love I love the box. At our engagement party, we actually took a photo with all of your BLM yeah, character yeah, that, inspirations. That, yes, that's we did. Cool. That's that was pretty awesome. That really is. Nice. They were all there, you know. And that's pretty cool. It, it's it's funny because Myron only really likes to hang out with women, and so I. I think I'm pretty proud of myself because I was never jealous or anything because they are awesome. And it's clear that you guys are just really great friends. So I just, it was nice that they wanted to include me and wanted to do something nice for me. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't have to do that. No, they didn't. And and I, I felt like, I feel like one of the girls now. I think that's why I eventually decided to go to the bar with you guys. Because I thought, well... My friends are really lovely. And even if I had driven away, they would still love you. <laughs> <laughs> they would talk shit, they but would, they would still love you. <laughs> they would. They would. They would be like, what's but, Byron? Yes, but I know, I think I said this to you once before. I know that no matter what is happening or what my friends are saying or doing in their lives, they have nothing to do with me, right? Mm-hmm. They're just living their lives, whatever. I know at any time, and this is what friendship means, Yeah, that if I had a need, I could reach out to my friends and they will respond, right? Yeah. And I mean, in the way that I need them to. So whether it's a phone call, a text, a visit, some coffee, some advice, um, some shoulder to lean on, shoulder to cry on, or, you know, loan me some money. That kind of deal, they would all do it. Like, yeah. and if I needed that for my daughter, they would all just do that instantly, yeah, without any big questions. And <laughs> you know, you know that saying, you know, your family, friends are the family that, that you, you choose. choose. And I wrote a book. You know, I wrote a book about friendship. I know that. And it was about it was about this group and some of the, some other ones. But yeah, I mean, it matters. Okay, so that's never my friends. I don't want them to get the big head. So. <laughs> So you have another engagement party. You have a, you have a, you, you just had a West Coast party. Bachelor, now you're going to have an East, East Coast. Yes. I'm going to have an East Coast bachelorette party. It's, it's a weekend getaway. We are going to upstate New York. We're going to stay in a cabin, winter house vibes. Okay. Um, And yeah, we're going to just have a, a little weekend of fun and activities. I'm not really sure exactly what activities they're planning because obviously they're it's going to be a surprise when is this uh first week of february okay so i don't have to be there for this no myron clifton okay i don't want to just like run it back to the airplane and fly away but okay so just so because we were talking about my friends yes and what are like 
just the first names of your main friends who's going to be at this who's throwing you this party okay so my maid of honor my sister cassandra my matron of honor vanessa and then we have chastity rosa denise jenny christy and um what is she gonna be there Uh, no, that's my cousin <laughs> and Lindsay. Lindsay will be there too. Okay. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be a nice group. And you know what? I've I've known most of these girls since I was in high school, okay, which was fair. a long fucking time ago. Okay. Um, fair. but I've known Vanessa for over thirty years now. Okay. We've been best friends for a really long time. So, that's you know, we nice. celebrate all of our big life events together. Yeah, that's really nice, though. Yeah. So, um. Okay. That's I'm looking cool. forward to that. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Me too. That's I love nice. it. It's the it's... first week of February. Yeah. Okay. So like wedding season has like a flurry of activities and events and everything like that. But but the good part about it is that you get to spend time with those people that really, yeah. really care about you That's and really that nice. you care about them. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a lovely time. I can't wait. Um. So we put up our Christmas tree. We did. It's beautiful. We're, we're actually coming to you live from the living room. Yes. In front of the tree. Right. Because because I, I'm not doing this podcast with Jennifer. And I usually go into um, one of the bedrooms or something. Um, but bec- So I'm not, I don't have the background noise of um, you or, oh, yes, or me. my daughter. <laughs> um, but because she is, my daughter's not here. And when I'm doing the call with Jennifer, we could just be. In the living open. room, yeah. Yeah, it was funny because we did a little, like I said, when we first started, we did a little test run. And I'm surprised, I was surprised how deep my voice is. Oh, it's very deep. And you know what's funny? Like, I, I know. I've been I know having to fight the bitches off for that yeah, voice, let me like tell I, you. I know I have a <laughs> voice. Like, like that's just a thing, right? And and like, like most boys, I had my pre-puberty voice. <laughs> And then my post-puberty voice, but I will tell you, my pre-puberty voice was also deep. Wow! Yeah, you were yeah. one of those lucky. Had people. a deep voice as, as a child. Yeah, my mother used to say, "Don't follow me in the store, say mama." You sound like a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama, mama. Could I get some? Could I get some real cereal? Not these toasty oats in a bag. <laughs> toasty. Don't sleep on those off-brand cereals in the bag. They taste just the same. Gaslight me with the Jedi mind trick. They do not taste the same. Give me some real Fruit Loops, some real Honey Nut Cheerios, and some real Frosted Flakes. Don't give me those. Yeah, toasted oats. Toasted oats. (laughs) Toasted circle oats. You know, all that little Acme stuff. But um, So, yeah, we have the Christmas tree up. And um, we put it up the week. We started the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so we were putting on ornaments and stuff like that. And so I discovered, I had forgotten, but I just rediscovered. My daughter helped me rediscover that our Christmas tree, which is not real. It's Well, it's real, but it's not a, um, it's a tree from the ground. It's a manufactured plastic or I don't know what this material is, <laughs> but it's a fake tree. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tree from I think Costco or something, but it has lights. Yes, right. And so we had it on for a couple of days with the um, the the really classic look of just the white lights. It looked really beautiful. I love it. And then my daughter, oh, Elian was going through like a box of 
ordinance and stuff. And then there was a, a little remote control. It turns out it was a remote control for the tree because the lights change color. They do. Yes. And not only do they change color, but they can blink. And they yes. they can blink from color to white, color to white. Right. They can rotate. <laughs> That's a lot. That was really giving 70s psychedelic vibes. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. It is. It's pretty cool. You can change it based on your vibe that day. Yes. So I decided that during the daytime, I would have it on the colorful lights because they show really good. Yeah. In the daytime, then at nighttime, switch to the classical, the classic white. It looks really, it looks really great. It does. It's beautiful. It's in we we have this great big beautiful window in the living room, and the tree is right in front of it. The tree is massive. Like how tall is that tree? I think that tree is 12 feet. Holy shit. Right. But it's not even as big as the window. No. It still doesn't go as no. to the top of the window. And that's one of my greatest, um, I feel that's one of my greatest accomplishments in life, that I took a year, um, 20 years ago, 21, 22 years ago, looking for this house. And I found it based on that window. It's beautiful. Right. And and yeah, so this tree is in this window and it's just, it's gorgeous. It is like yeah. the Christmas spirit is alive up I, in I Casa it. Clifton. Okay. I, yes, right. That's <laughs> right. So speaking of Christmas trees, yes. I saw um this is a weird little segue, a little transition. I, I, I know where you're going. You do. I, I saw I some do. I do. I saw another one of those protests. Ugh. Um oh. pro Hamas. Pro Hamas. Yeah, because let's call it what it is. It's, it's pro, not pro Palestine. You're you're pro Hamas. Pro Hamas. And they Ugh. disrupted a tree ceremony, two different tree ceremonies in New York. So they disrupted, I think, like the big tree lighting or turning on at maybe Rockefeller well, Plaza. That's t- that was today. Okay, that's not today. That's they today. disrupted the yep. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They did. That's what I was talking about. That's what I was thinking of. They blocked the Brooklyn Bridge. And then just today on Wednesday, when we're recording, they blocked the, um, they disrupted and blocked the, turning on the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. It makes me so mad. And and I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. I am not like pro let's take Palestine's land away. That is not what this is at all. Yeah, come on. I I completely agree. Israel and Palestine need to stop fighting over this land. They both deserve part of that land. A two-state solution. Two-state solution. Let's stop fucking fighting. Wars are stupid. And civilians, more often than not, are the ones that take the hit. It's a fact. It's a a historical fact that something like 70-80% of people who died during any war are civilians. Civilians. It's not soldiers. Nothing to do with any of it, right? So don't mistake my contempt for these protesters right now as support for any war of any kind. Cause I really don't support war yeah. of any kind. I, what I do want to say is that I feel like this, and I'm using quotes, air okay. quotes, movement, quote unquote, of the pro Palestine, all of a sudden, all these people that never gave a fuck about Palestine, right. Ever. Right. All of a sudden it's trendy. Right. It's on TikTok. On it's a, like October sixth. It's, 6th, it's the a day, vibe. The day the yeah. day before Hamas attacked Southern Israel, the, yeah. the music festival on October sixth. Not a single person out there protesting right now gave a fuck. No. 
It not, wasn't even a word in their vocabulary. Not at all. Not I at bet all. you they can't even find Palestine nope. on a goddamn map. Nope. I no, bet you no, they can. No. So, you know, this is all like just it's trendy. Perform- it's performative. performative. Yeah. It, and you know what? It's gotten to a point where it's making me absolutely hate these protesters. They they mutilated. And I'm going to use the word mutilated because they desecrated one of my happy places in New York. I, I'm formerly from New York. I lived in New York City for 10 years. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And they went to the New York Public Library, the main building by Bryant Park, okay? Iconic building. And they plastered it with like red paint to look like fake blood. And they spray painted it. A library. A library. But here's, here's the kicker. Dummies. They only defaced the part of the building with a Jewish man's name on it. And so what I think is that this quote-unquote movement is really just a ruse for them to be able to be openly anti-Semitic. That's all it is. And and in turn, because people who aren't anti-Semitic are going to now associate this quote-unquote movement with Muslims, which it's not. Right. And then that causes them to be openly Islamophobic. Yes. So this is a mess. And I don't think it's helping anybody. You know, protesting at Rosalind carter's funeral are we they protested are we at so so um rosalind carter uh former president jimmy carter's wife former first lady rosalind carter uh passed away and her fu- her funeral was yesterday tuesday and there were pro hamas protesters yeah. outside her funeral picketing picketing <clears throat> And they were like, oh, they weren't inside the funeral. It's not a disruption, really. So tell me if you had a group of people across the street from your mom's funeral uh, with signs and just screaming and chanting ugly things. No, that's not a disruption. You know, Are we serious? And, and, and you know, um, this it's another thing that shows you how um, unserious these people are, but also how this is just a way to be anti-Semitic yeah, and anti-democratic and anti-democracy because Jimmy Carter, he spent so much of his political capital on trying to bring peace, as we used to say back then, peace, peace to the middle, the middle east, east, right? And get a two-state solution back then. Yep. And, and he worked through a lot to get peace there. He, on trying to help Palestinians get a state. Yes. And so for them to pick it, his, his wife. wife. Yeah. Is that's how you know you're not dealing with people who know anything about history. No. Right? They they they're just it be, it becomes a fad. It's like people people it's like people eating tide pots. It's just a fad or doing the water bucket challenge. Yeah. Or putting BLM in their social media bios. Yes. And don't give a shit about anything. It just now it's just it's just about it's just a bunch of noise. And I agree with you that there are bad players who have turned all those protests into it's just anti-Jewish. Yes. Right. Anti-Democrats, anti-democracy. So that's why you have not seen any of them praising President Biden for working with the leaders of uh, Qatar, Egypt to get the truce to get the ceasefire, to get hostages exchanged, to get money 
electricity, water, food, medicine into Palestine. Yes. Right. To get all that happen. And President Biden went to Israel, got in Netanyahu's face, who I will always say that motherfucker needs to be kicked oh, out of Absolutely. Office, right. He got in his face and he is, and President Biden said he went to delay and to stall and to get them to a stop attacking. And you have people in this country who know who know fuck shit saying the United States can make them. You know what? We can't even negotiate abortion, <laughs> reparations, <clears throat> health care, gun control, gun control, public school funding. We can't even do that in this country. But somehow you got these people that don't know anything about politics or global politics thinking that the president of the United States or the vice president can somehow make another country do what they want. Right. And Netanyahu, just like we have in this country, he has his political party, parties, that have to go, they have to approve things and, and, and work things out the Knesset. They have to work all that stuff out. And you know what? So President Biden is not the president of the world. Right. But somehow... He was able to pull the resources together from these other countries as go-betweens to get this ceasefire. And then a week ago, they were all clamoring, ceasefire, ceasefire. We got a ceasefire. They were like, no, permanent ceasefire, permanent ceasefire. They're always moving the goalposts. And, and, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris said today, you know, when you're dealing with an ally, and people don't like to hear it, but Israel is an ally in the United States and have been for 80 years. When you're dealing with an ally, who has different motivations and different goals. You don't always go public with the discussions that you're having because right. everything is very delicate, right? And so every inch has to be negotiated and debated and worked on. And you have to nudge, like you have to know when to pull back. And she, and so she was saying the president and the diplomatic team working the diplomacy channels and all these different countries, all these different people have been able to move this forward. And you know what? And that's what you want diplomats to do. Yes. And statesmen, as the president should. The the quote-unquote regular person who isn't into politics or or just into reading, right? <laughs> right? Um, yes. Doing some research. Yes. They don't know that, but they think that their little protest, like ruining... Uh, a children's choir performance at a tree lighting oh. that's going to help save Palestine, right? right? Um, <clears throat> you have you have people. Your public library is going to help save Palestine. The Oakland City Council was oh, debating. Ridiculous. Oakland, California City Council um, had on their agenda to debate whether to condemn uh, or call for a ceasefire. That's what it was, and the, the, and there was a group. I don't even, I wouldn't even repeat that. I don't even know their name. There's some dumb group, gentrifiers, who had a series of speakers condemning Israel. And then when some counter speakers said, well, we need to condemn Hamas, the pro-Hamas people lost their shit. Yes. And then, but even if you step away from that, what you were saying, what is going to happen when Oakland says, oh, we condemn this? Absolutely Nothing. nothing. Do you think yes. people in the middle of that war give a flying fuck with the Oakland? Or protesters disrupting the children's Christmas pageant or something? I mean, just taking all of these, they're stealing joy 
And I don't know, maybe perhaps that would be a good tactic if this was something that was happening in our own fucking country. Yes. But it's not happening in our country. And that's not to say that we can't have opinions about it. Absolutely, we can have opinions about it. And we can speak out and try to help do something about it. But that isn't helping. helping. You know, and what's really going to happen is it's going to turn the pendulum it's going to swing that pendulum so far to the other side that everybody's going to start to hate them. Yes. And I think, I think that's, um, that's where it's headed because if there's one thing Americans like is Christmas celebration. Yes. And so it's really odd that you have these pro Hamas protests targeting Christmas celebrations because I got news for you. Christmas celebrations are not Jewish. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. Now, I will say, you know, out of a a point of historical accuracy, Christmas does celebrate the birth of a Jewish man. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) But that's not what these protesters protesters are after. And it's really... Like you were saying, you turn people against. And I wrote about this in one of my blogs that, you know, Black people created the the um, the template for how to protest. You have to be strategic. If you go through the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and through the 60s, Black people were very strategic in how you protested, that you, you had to, you could disrupt things, right? But you had to think out what was going to happen. So when you were protesting, um, not being able to sit at the counter at Woolworths, right? Right. You got you got the Black Student Union. You talked to them in advance and said, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be attacked. The camera's going to be there. We need you not to respond to that, no matter right. how bad it gets. And these Black kids, and men, women, Black, white, Jewish, right, doing these, during these protests in the 50s and 60s were very strategic. Now, that's not to say that people getting water hosed and dogs attacking them and being beaten by cops and, and killed. It's not to say that that's okay, but you got to have a goal. And the goal has to be, you have to win people to your side, right? Yes. You have to win public opinion. Yes. And everything these pro Hamas protesters are doing is the exact opposite of that. Tearing down children's posters, you know, um, Locking Jewish teachers in classrooms. That was horrific. Yes. You know, um, in high schools and college campuses across the country. Like, you get no one on your side. And the thing is, they're also only protesting Democrats. And it's only Democrats who want a two-state solution. Yes. Right. Republicans don't want that shit. You know why? Because they're mostly evangelical Christians who think that war in the Middle East is okay because that means that Jesus will come back. <laughs> so oh the people in this country who have worked for decades for for your security your dignity and for you to have a place to call home right Clinton, yes. jimmy jimmy carter did it clinton got so close, so close so close and obama did a whole reset his big old speech <clears throat> in egypt we're going to reset this we're going to move away from violence and we're going to make sure people have dignity and respect and Israel's response was to put Netanyahu in office. And he's just like Donald Trump. He hated Obama from day one. Yes. 
and he's and he hates Democrats and he does anything to placate Republicans, or evangelical Republicans, because he know he knows they're stupid because they think Jesus is coming back. And all their politics are based on that. So the Palestinians and none of them matter to them. So you have these people over here protesting Democrats. The only people that's going to try to help them. It's just not strategic. It's very it's stupid. That's, it, it, well, that's what it is. It's very it's stupid. Uneducated. Yep. Stupid. And stupid. And that, and I don't mean uneducated as, oh, you didn't go to college. No, that's not what the fuck I mean. Because I already am already going to be anticipating that type of comment. No, what I mean is uneducated, as in you don't look and seek the information that you need to make an informed decision. Yeah, and and strategy, strategy. how you're going to protest, how to get what you want. And and you know what? These are the same people who are also saying, I'm not going to vote. Well, dum-dum, that's that's the only way you get what you want. You're not going to get what you want through arms, your protests won't do it. You have to get people in office who will promote and push your agenda forward. The only way to get those people in office is to vote. Because while you're out there disrupting children's Christmas pageants and tree lighting ceremonies, the other side is lining up to vote, right? Getting ready to vote and vote in people <laughs> who are campaigning on taking you out of the country. Yes. Oh, yeah, let's get Trump back in here. And you know what he's going to do to any Palestinian that he said, I'm going to deport everyone. You out. He's going to deport every Palestinian in the country. I mean, you spending your time. These are, the same, these are the same people who in 2016 said, I'm not going to vote. And we were screaming, but the courts, the courts, be careful. Like, right. this is terrible choice. No, it doesn't matter. They're the right. same. And they didn't vote. We got Donald Trump. And now these same people are like, do you see Biden lost um, Roe v. Wade right. for us? No, you Dipshits. Donald Trump was the one who put those judges in there to to revoke that in the first place. It's very simple. And you know what? We warned you that that was going to happen. Yes. Yes. And you still didn't vote or you voted third party, fucking voted for Jill Stein, Harabe, whatever stupid shit. Every group. And it's your fucking fault that we lost Roe v. Wade. And you're talking, you're talking generations to fix things. Yes. Right. And and you don't you don't fix things with one vote and you don't have to love a politician. You don't even have to love every position a politician has. Absolutely not. Right. But you have to vote for the party. You should vote for the party that does the most to help the most people and also that does the most to um, reduce harm to people. Yes. Harm reduction. Harm reduction. That's how we vote. Yes, harm reduction, but you have a one party who works very hard to harm as many people as possible, yes. except wealthy people. You have another party that tries to help as many people. And so you have these these pro-Hamas protesters protesting the only party that's going to try to help them. Right. And so and so Trump talking about, yeah, that Muslim ban didn't go far enough. I'm gonna do another Muslim yes. ban. I'm gonna kick all the Palestinians out, yes. and then I'm gonna round up all the rest. And they're sitting there going, Well, okay, that's what we want. So, you know what? I, like, I wrote a blog about it today. You know, anybody telling me I'm not voting for Biden? My response is, okay. Yeah. Okay, because I'm, I'm not trying to waste my time convincing a grown-up um, why 
their vote is important and why they need to vote for the party that's going to try to help them. You know what? I would spend my time getting people who are interested and who do vote and uh, who want to just know some facts. But the people that are whining and bitching, they want all the attention. I'm not voting. I'm not voting for Biden. I'm not. Okay. But do you want, you know what? Those people that are threatening us, if Biden doesn't do this, I'm not going to vote for Biden. Shut up. Shut You're up. never actually going to vote gonna, for anybody. Yeah. Be quiet. Because we to vote in this country anyway. Another 25% don't vote anyway. Yeah. And the rest is just making noise. Yeah. Just making noise. Just making noise. And vote at such a low percentage rate, it doesn't even affect anything. Like, stop it. And you know, it's like they say, you're not an airplane. You don't have to announce your departure. <laughs> just go. Just go. So, um, <laughs> What do you watch? What do you watch on TV these days? Oh, I was going to ask you the same thing. Although we've been watching the, pretty much the same stuff. Yes. Yes. So Christmas movies. So we watched a um, uh, Christmas movie on Netflix. Best Christmas ever. And it's like yes. best period Christmas period ever. Period. And it had um, Brandy, Brandy the singer, Heather Graham, Heather Graham, Jason Biggs. And I forgot the Latino man, but a lot of people he, know him. He was on, ay Dios mio. Like he's he was like on a, General Hospital or yeah. Days of Our Lives? One, but yeah. um, let me and look so, And so because of the names, um, I saw some people online saying that they thought it would be a better movie. But let me tell you something. It's a good movie. It is. And I'll tell you, and Brandy sings a couple of times, but I'll tell you why. Because it's a Christmas movie. It's not trying to win awards. Like, there's no fights. Excuse me. There's no guns. It's just silly, slightly comedic. It's hokey, cheesy. You know it's going to end right. You know the kids are too cute and precocious. It's fine. It's a perfect little Christmas movie. everything that you want a Christmas movie yes. to be. We, yes. we do not watch Christmas movies no. for, like, overwhelming acting or thrillers and car chases. <laughs> You're not going to get all that. So it's really good. It's on Netflix. It's I really, really liked it. And then um, I'm also watching um, uh, what is it called? Um, it's on Paramount Plus. It's one of the Star Trek uh, series. It's the animated one. It's um, Below below Decks. So there's four seasons. They're like 22 minute cartoons. It's set in the Star Trek universe. And it's just, it's really good. It's just comedy. It's silly. The episodes are, what I said, 22 minutes. And the and if you're a Star Trek geek, you know, it references all the different Star Trek series and characters and plots. And it's just sort of absurd, but it's, it's very good. Okay. Now I'm watching that. So the other thing um, I am watching is there's a new series on apple so i don't know if you watch this but a few years ago universal studios started making their monster movies again so they made king kong oh yes right skull island then they made godzilla and then they made like two Godzilla, i think and then they made kong versus godzilla well this series is in that universe ah so it's a series on apple plus it stars kurt russell and Kurt Russell's son, and I can't think of the other few actors, but their faces that you would recognize. And it is, it is the people on the ground 
who is, is set in two different time frames. It's set in the past right before they discover Kong. Okay. Right? Well, I take, take that back. It's set way in the past right before they discover Godzilla, which was in the 50s. And then it's set in the 70s when they discover Kong. And then there's also one in the present where these group of people in different parts of the world are trying to figure out where did these monsters come from? Huh. And so... And so they have them in the movies that were out. So they're all in there and they're survivors of all these monsters, you know, Kong and Godzilla doing, you know, all this damage all over the world and stuff. And there's a big conspiracy. And they're trying to figure out, wow, who is like, there's, it's called like Monarch, King of the Monsters or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to find out what is this Monarch. And so, and it's set in that universe. So you're just, you're just on the ground now, but they do have the monsters there and everything. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's it's four. There's only three episodes on Apple right now, and I think there's another three or four that's that's going to be released. Oh, mm-hmm. I will. I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives. Yeah, <laughs> Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, oh, which I think there's one. This has been their best season yet. I think um, we have Mary back just as a friend of, and she's batshit crazy. I just don't get, I don't get Mary. I do, but I don't. She's, she's just batshit. She's a religious nut. Yes. And she, I, and she, to me, she has zero interest in being on the show. Right. And, and I think and I'm basing this on absolutely nothing. I think Mary just needs money. Yes. And so she's on this show. But she has so much contempt for all the other women. <laughs> she does. She she will like get invited to their events and just be like, no, I don't want to show up. Yes. I'm not going. Yes. <laughs> and that's why she's not a full cast member. She's she's just a friend of. Um, I, I guess she provides the occasional comedic relief yeah. because you're just like, this lady is insane. Yeah. And her house literally looks like the house of an in- yeah. like an insane rich person. Yeah. Right? And, and her- her her adult son lives with her, and she didn't know he got married. Yeah, that was really weird. That was a really weird. Scene. That was really weird. And he seems emotionally stunted as well. There is you. something wrong with both yeah. of them. Yeah. Like she never made it past a certain stage something's of development. Right. Yeah. There is something wrong there. It's like um, it's, uh, uh, crazy. What, what's the other lady and her mother? The dysfunction. Oh, Monica and her mom. Oh, they boy. need therapy. Um, you know what? I, I see like on on social media a lot like monica gets a lot of hate but i i don't i don't understand why she's just like other housewives she, is. she will get loud and in your face but she's real like I, I just she's not pretentious she's not as materialistic seeming as some of the other ladies like lisa i lost my sixty thousand dollar thing it's sixty thousand dollars dollars I she can't is, stand her. She is a snotty snob of the snottiest snobbiest. She, she she's having a really crappy season. Like yeah. I really really dislike Lisa Barlow this yeah, season. It's it's like beyond. Um, and it's super creepy that her son is going on a Mormon mission to Colombia. Like this out of Colombia, yeah. you fucking weirdos! Yeah. Like you cultists. Yeah, I said what I said. Keep, yeah, keep your Mormon undergarments. Yeah. in Utah. Yeah, spreading please. that shit around the world. Please, like that's yeah. the real pandemic. Right, they're celebrating. <laughs> yeah, they're celebrating. He's going to 
Costa, Costa Rica. Colombia. Colombia. Like, like we don't want you there. I know you superior colonist colonizer yeah. jerks. Just weird. It's and weird. I think Whitney's having a good season. It seems like she's having some trouble in her marriage. Oh, uh, Whitney is married to the older guy. Yes, it's something yeah, going something, on there. Yeah, something's happening there. Yeah, so know, it's been very entertaining. Good season. Heather's bouncing back from last season where she was just fucking terrible. Oh, um, her big head. Yeah, she has her little book. <laughs> she has her little book. She did her book and her little and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's on oh, book tour. Yeah, she's still a little bit too much of a busybody with Lisa Barlow's Mormon crap. Yes, right. but also I understand because she's see, I would understand it more if she was like, This shit is a cult and you're weird for perpetuating it. Right. I feel like she feels left out. Like yeah, she yeah. secretly wants to be a part of it again, but she got excommunicated. So they don't want nothing to do with her. Um what else you watch? Yeah, um, Real Housewives of Potomac, Potomac just started again. Um I enjoy these ladies. Oh, yes. uh, Robin is delusional. Juan is definitely cheating on you. Good You're God, you need a reality and check. You know, and I like Robin. Uh, I, I, do, I don't. I like Robin. <laughs> I don't. From the first couple of seasons that I watched her, I liked her. But her last couple of seasons, she is out of her mind. And I think her look, she needs to dump Juan. That guy yeah. is terrible for her. And all her deflections and stuff. She just looks stupid. It's making her look really bad. Like, yeah. really stupid. Yeah. But what I didn't like was the last episode, that they introduced the new housewife this season, Neka. Oh, right? oh, this is so Who old. is another Nigerian woman like, like Dr. Wendy. Dr. And, you know, here I was thinking they're going to get along very well. Oh, you know, they're God. from the same culture. Yeah, no, that's not at all what's happening. They hate each other. They are... St- well... It's weird. Like this girl yeah. came in with this storyline about witchcraft and voodoo yeah. and, and shrines, and yeah. you've been like ostracized. It's it was very uncomfortable. I don't like the fact that they are having this conversation in mixed company. Yeah. White people in the U.S. don't need to hear this shit. No, they, and I don't they know. Did I, they handle their stuff off camera? Off camera. Like yeah, I feel that, like that stuff was very personable. It was very. In in it was very inside a community. Yes. Right. And so I'm watching it from the outside, just like a black person. Now, I'm not gonna call up my 34% Nigerians. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not gonna bring that into it. Um, but just as, yeah, as a black American, I was watching them argue and bring up their their personal um disputes with each other and talking about their parents, their cousins, um, some of the um, tribal beliefs. I just thought this is really inappropriate because because we can't know all the nuances, right? Right. We can't, and you could tell by how the other women were reacting. They quickly went to black magic, voodoo. They quickly went to- They just ran with that xenophobia. Yes, yes, terms that we use in America. And I thought, you know what? That's not right. No, I found it very uncomfortable. And Bravo, like you need to like make that show turn the corner, turn yes, turn it back I, because you're on the wrong road, wrong yeah, road. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. And I didn't like it at all. Yeah. So what else? We've also remember? been watching um, Squid Games. Yeah. yeah. So you remember a couple of years ago, uh, a global sensation was Squid Games on Netflix, and it was it was a series based in Korea. Um, where 
basically people who wanted money, whether they were poor, in debt, or just like to gamble or something, were invited to participate in this game um, at this you know, undisclosed, undisclosed location when you're locked in and it's a winner take all. You win millions of dollars, but you didn't know what the game would be. But once you got there, it was a series of games. And each round, that particular game, there were eliminations. Like you just, you kept going until you got a final winner. But what they didn't know in the series, um, that each game, the elimination is you get killed. <laughs> and so after the, the first game, people were like, oh, this, the, the contestant, oh, this is crazy. But they were like, well, now the pot is like $2 million. Do you want to stay? And, and so it, the series was like bonkers. And so Netflix decided we'll do a real Squid Games without actually killing people. Right. But just, just fake shots. Yeah, fake shots <laughs> and, you know, full immersion and things. So there's been, I think, five, four or five episodes. Yes. And it's pretty entertaining. It is entertaining. It is. Like they're excuse me, they're fully immersed and they're they're copying this the squid, um, the squid games, um, the, the individual contests and things. And you get little personal interviews with people and stuff, and you don't know who's gonna win. And people get they start with 500, 400 people. Yeah, they're down to about 60 to yeah. 50, 50 to 60 people right yeah. now. Because after the yeah. first round, it's like it's like 200 people are out. Yeah. And then every round, you're missing like 50 people, 80 people. It's a lot of people. So so you get the yeah, episode. We're just down episode five. And I think the next few episodes, the next few weeks, they're gonna release the rest. Yeah. But and it's people, it's men, women. Um, young, old, yeah, and because the games are not based, they're not all based on strength, yeah, or anything. Sometimes it's like it's like memory, or it could be it can be some speed and agility, or it could just be some underhanded kind of shit, yeah. But yeah, I love a good uh game show type challenge, yeah, it's very interesting. I like it, it is, it is. I'm I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to finishing that, yeah. And the only other thing I was saying because I knew we gotta go. Um, is because it's um, Christmas. There's a there's a Melissa McCarthy Christmas movie out there that I saw some people talking about online. So I'm going to see that. I'll give a recommendation. Oh, on that. I wonder what it's on. I do is a review like on Netflix that. or something. It might be on Peacock. Oh, uh, but I want to watch that. I'll talk about that next week. And then there's there's a Christmas movie on Disney Plus. I think it's called Dashing Through the Snow or something. It's a new, <laughs> it's with Ludacris. Oh, yes. We're going to watch that. Right. So it's a Disney Plus. I'm going to watch that. And then I think that's it. So um, I think between now and next week, Jennifer should have, maybe have a little more quiet time with her puppy. Let's and hope I, for her sake. Yeah. And I purposely did not tell the name of the puppy because I think Jennifer should do that. Yeah. Right, so I know the name of the puppy, but she can yeah. announce her new baby. That's right. She can do that next week if she's here. Now, I forgot to tell you, I told Jennifer we were going to run an old show. She <laughs> <laughs> does this sneaky shit, Jennifer. I had no idea I got bamboozled. <laughs> listeners, you'll be here next time with Myron and Jennifer, and not some bamboozled. <laughs> She better not get mad at me. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. 
visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent. <laughs>